Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me. Totally, the scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Welcome to Fat Mascara. It's me, Jen, and just me, Jen. But maybe we should call it like Soko Mascara today because oh, oh. that's right. That's my guest host. Charlotte Cho is here and she's going to play Jess. No, you're going to be yourself. I will. We'll talk about you and your company, uh, Soko Glam, and also your blog, which is a clog. And you have some news about a new product line. And then after that, we'll do a little news. We'll talk about um, skip care, which I feel like our listeners have been hearing a lot about, and you can fill us in. And last, it'll be gossip time, and we want to dig on the dirty laundry of the beauty industry. So let's get into it. (music) 
So, Charlotte, yes. I'm so glad I got to know you. Like, I don't know what that was, two years ago? Yeah. Maybe? And then we reconnected during the Marie Claire power trip. Yeah, we were on a 747 together, or yeah. 37. I don't know what that was. That was awesome. Yeah, and so we got to talking, and... I don't know if I said this, but Jess is in Miami this week on a much-deserved vacation. So I was like, oh, Charlotte can come in and we can talk all about your amazing career. But also, you have big news because you just launched a product line. So we'll get into that. But in case our listeners don't know who you are, I don't know where they've been. Under like some snail mucus <laughs> or something. <laughs> Maybe. Um, tell me about your company, Soco Glam, and when it started and how it started. Sure. Okay. Um, so... Basically, I was born in in California, and I had the opportunity to go work in Korea. So I was doing PR for Samsung, and I basically fell in love with Korean beauty. There were beauty shops on every corner, and keep in mind that I had no skincare routine at the time. I had no Did you speak clue. Korean? I didn't even speak Korean well. No. You are Korean-American. I now. am Korean-American. Okay, My parents just, immigrated to California. I'm just setting the scene <laughs> for everybody. Okay. So I was completely new, foreign to this land and I was instantly intrigued with how everyone was into skincare. They yeah. had a very skin first philosophy. And then I got into it starting with a double cleanse. So people told me about it at work and I was like, what is that? And so I got into it. Then I started adding more steps. What happened to Samsung? What do you mean? Did, did you like, were you just like, I'm screw Samsung. I'm just going to learn about K-beauty and skincare while I'm here. Well, no, I was fascinated with Samsung and I loved what I was doing and I loved the culture and everything that I learned while I was there. But at, on the side, you know, I was just really into beauty and I got, I mean, before when I was in California, I really cared about makeup and yeah. lip glosses. But when I went to Korea, it was a completely new world. And I felt like there were all these categories that I've never experienced before or heard about. And so they taught me everything I needed to know. And then I started getting my friends hooked on it in the U.S. Okay. And so that's where what the idea is this, by the way? So I was in, in Korea 2008 to 2013. And when I realized that my friends in the U.S. who started to get really into it, because I started telling them about it and telling them how to use the products and how to take care of their skin they said, you know, it's not easy for us to get all of these amazing products. So that's when the light bulb moment happened. And my husband and I, Dave, mm -hmm. uh, we decided, you know, we really think that there's something here. And we think that it's an exciting kind of project, like a passion project to help share all of our knowledge and also stay connected to Korea and, you know, really help people on their skincare journeys and tell them what to use because I had a very, like, distinct lineup of products I really enjoyed. Yeah. So you moved back to the States, you and Dave, and tell me if I'm wrong about this. In my head, you were selling on Etsy and it had a product closet that was like an actual closet in your apartment? No, I think you you must have heard. We had we, breakfast yeah. once. I feel like you yeah. told me that, and I still have this vision of you and Dave like on a single bed like with like a product closet. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. So we actually started Soku Glam in 2012, okay. and that was in Korea. So we would ship products to the U.S. We okay. always had the U.S. in mind. That's, you know, the whole point of this, like yeah. introducing people outside of Korea to Korean beauty. And we shipped it from Korea in our apartment. We had a little closet full of products. Okay. And I it was, <laughs> and yeah, and it's kind of like an Etsy shop because it was so tiny and, you know, we literally took the photos ourselves and it was such a small shop. And I would go to the stores out in Korea and just purchase stuff on sale and then sell it at regular price. It was this really small operation and it was a passion project. I mean, everyone that heard of what we were doing was like, oh, is that going to really work? Because first of all, no one's going to buy products they've never heard of. You know, these are all these name brands that they'd never heard of in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And you're telling them to buy it when they can't touch and feel the product online. And, you know, 
keep in mind, this is 2012. People weren't really buying skincare. No, as, there, I think Instagram was just started. Even. Exactly. So there was no skincare influencers, beauty influencers. Like makeup was definitely still the main, the color market was mm-hmm. definitely raging and everyone loved lipsticks and eyeshadows but skincare wasn't as cool and as you know interesting as it is today Mm -hmm. and so everyone's like you guys are crazy you guys don't even have e-commerce backgrounds you guys are not even officially in beauty like I'm not a makeup artist or I'm not a dermatologist and so this is kind of coming out of left field and I mean Dave and I we didn't really care because because you were passionate yeah we just you know well this is not supposed to be this perfect business plan we were trying to make a lot of money off of it yeah and so I think that's what just kept us going because it was just for fun did you was the term k-beauty around then no so who coined that term so I think because k-pop and k-drums there's a lot of stuff coming out of Korea that's so popular that everything is attached with the k so it it, I mean for me I knew what k-beauty was because I was in Korea obviously at the time do they call it k-beauty in Korea not really, because it's their Should beauty. we say that you invented the <laughs> no, word K-beauty? No. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> I wish. That would be really nice. But no, it was just part of the whole K-phenomenon, like Korean phenomenon. Okay. So, and it, the funny thing about the whole K-beauty term is that I remember when I first came to New York and we shifted our business from Korea to New York, um, we decided, like, I was going to go cold call and cold pitch editors Mm -hmm. in New York about this whole K-beauty phenomenon. And I felt that um, telling them about it would really help educate them about what I had learned. And so it was funny because everyone would say, okay, beauty, Kardashian beauty, right? (laughs) Even then, Jesus. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's actually quite the opposite of that. But yeah, yeah, it was a great starting point and great time to discuss about what I meant by that. Yeah. So you had to do a lot of education. Tell me this, like at what point was there a product, was there a gateway product where you and Dave were like, okay, I think this might actually work. We're selling a lot of this and it's starting to take off. Or has it just been gradual the whole time? We got really lucky because, I mean, I didn't know that this was going to happen early on, but people wrote about, people were very fascinated about it because there's categories that weren't really here in the U.S. There were price points that were really helping um, people get interested in skincare without breaking the bank. You know, there's right, like sheet masks, essences, those kind of things. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, cushion compacts and oh, yeah. products with CC snail meat. Yeah. BB cream and CC cream came, originated from Korea. So it was all, you know, I think in the beginning, if it was just about BB creams, then no one would really contribute you know, no one would really talk about K-beauty in that way. But because K-beauty was about all of these innovations again and again, new things, new formats, new yeah. consistencies, new textures, people now see K-beauty as synom- synonymous to amazing and credible skincare. And what was, so what was that lucky thing? Was there one article that was written or what, what was it? You're nodding. I think uh, Daily Candy, yeah. which oh, I Daily love. I, I know. Daily Rest in peace. I know. I love that um, outlet. And so they wrote something and that really helped sell out our store. Granted, it was just a closet full of products. <laughs> but then eventually New York Times wrote something about Korean beauty and so they featured Soko Glam and that's when, you know, traffic spiked and people started talking about us more and more and it was just so amazing to see people embracing such a foreign concept. Right. And what was that uh, what products were the quickest to catch on here, do you think? Definitely sheet masks because they're such a low was price there point. One that was like still and is a favorite that 
Um, I remember when I worked at Sephora.com, I'd get so sick because we'd have to keep writing about the same top selling SKUs. Uh, and it was just like, oh, God, if I have to write about like Michael Kors golden glam leg deodorant thing again. Do you remember that? It was like a stick deodorant, but it was like golden shimmer that you put on your legs. No, I don't In remember. the early aughts, it was like <laughs> Paris Hilton. It was hot shit. Anyway, was there any product that was... Oh, like this again. This is doing so well. Um, I think definitely sheet masks because it was such a low um, barrier to entry. People were willing to spend $2 and test it out and see. And people saw results immediately after using sheet masks. And then um, it was really... Was there any one brand or... Um, I think really more than one brand. I think it was about the philosophy of taking Got care of your it. skin. And All right, fine. I was <laughs> trying to find out if there was like the one. I think Misha was a brand that was definitely like on the radar because they oh, had yeah. entered the U.S. so early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because Korean beauty stores and brands did exist in the U.S., but no one was talking about it in a meaningful way. And so a lot of their stories fell flat. But I think that's where Soko Glam came in and just my genuine interest in it and talking about it from a Korean American perspective and letting Mm -hmm. them understand, you know, my journey, help them come on to my journey as well. You know what I mean? They follow my footsteps on. For me, it was all foreign too. Then I got into it because I learned about it from, you know, the lens of someone in Korea and then it got me hooked and I saw results. But I think what the real kicker was, was when I got interviewed by Elle and Mm -hmm. they, um, I basically told them about the Tencent skincare routine. Yeah. So I pretty much coined that. that so you did coin I a did, term. I did. So we have you to thank slash blame for Tencent <laughs> skincare. Yeah. And it's funny because it actually got, um, there's a lot of misconceptions about that whole term, the yeah. Tencent skincare routine, because... My whole point of explaining about 10-step is not that you have to use every step every morning and night. It was really about a discussion and educational tool to explain, look, Korean women have lots of products on their vanity because they're really savvy about their skin. They know how to take care of their skin. They have certain goals in mind and they know what to use when they need it. So it's more like 10 product routine and then you like put in here and there what you need. Exactly. But I think people can misinterpret that and things got a little bit viral in the space. super simplified. And they said, use 10 steps every morning and night and this is what I did for a month and this is what I saw. Which is actually, usually the results are really good when people have zero skincare routines and Mm -hmm. they do layer and hydrate and exfoliate and when they've never touched anything at all. Right. They usually see results. So there was a lot of positive press about I tried the 10 step and, and this is works. what it did to my skin. But then I guess also you have great skin and you're afraid to like remove any of the steps because what if that's the like step that mm-hmm. is the real kicker? Right, right. So there's a lot of miscon. I mean, people can interpret in different ways. For me, whether you do two step, 10 step, you know, for me, I did five steps today. It really isn't about the number of steps. It's just about educating yourself and having the discussion. What categories can I use? Okay, got it. And I know we're going to talk about steps yeah. in our next section. Yeah. But just a couple more questions for you. You also have um, a non-retail portion of your business. Not even a business. You're a journalist yeah. as well. You have The Clog. Yes. <laughs> which is Korean blog. That's like a portmanteau yeah. you made up, right? Okay. <laughs> exactly. And, it, you know, it's supposed to be a funny take on clogged pores, but I don't get, I don't think oh, anyone gets that. <laughs> I didn't. In my head, it was like K-blog, and it just became clog. Yeah, yeah it is but that. Clogged but clogged pores. Yeah, yeah, clogged pores. It's supposed That's to be that, but no one really knows that. And do you know what SOCO stands for in SOCO Glam? South Korea? <gasps> yeah. I mean, that's not that hard. A lot it? of people don't get that. Even even two years after they sh- shop at the site, they're like, oh my God, I just realized what that means. That's funny. Huh. Yeah. Okay, so um, the clog, obviously you guys do articles and you're journalists like me. 
I was curious, what has really resonated with people like that you got so much traffic on lately? It's funny. Um, we did, people love hearing about KBD dupes. So things that are really expensive in the market and what can they can use. That's a Korean beauty product that has like similar ingredients. Give us a KBD dupe. Can I give you a product? Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know if there's one for every single product out there. You guys, we're getting crazy right now. Okay. <laughs> one of my favorites, and it's so damn expensive, is SK2 Treatment Mask. Oh, wow. There is one. <laughs> it's, what is it? It's a Misha First Treatment Essence. Does it have the Patera and all the stuff? So Patera is really a fancy word of saying like fermented yeast. Okay. But and I thought it came from some special lake and you're, she's just like <laughs> shrugging over there. I don't know. I mean, well, there is a, so there's a clear dupe for SK2, which is the Misha treatment. Are essence. they from the same parent company? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what's the name of the Misha one? First treatment essence. And how much cheaper is it? Like one it's SK- 45 that's what one SK2 mask costs. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about the Essence right now, but they have a mask version. It's $7 for the mask. So instead of like the $45, $40 for one mask or whatever it is. Is it $40 for one? Yeah, I think most people buy them in packs, but yeah. if you just want to buy one. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Okay, and you already gave me another dupe, which I've talked about on the show because you know I love epidermal growth factors. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what's... Is it Easy Do? Easy Do, yeah. They have really good, yeah, it's a high percentage medical grade EGF and they put it in the product and they actually patent the ingredient, which is why they're able to get the cost so low. And and you told me that they also sell it to other companies that use it in their products. Yes, so they actually control that price. Which That's is such a good way to find like the cheaper version, like go find like the quote unquote private label, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so what else is popular besides the dupes? People always want to bargain, obviously. Yeah, I saw this well, story about houseplants and I got really excited. <laughs> On the clog? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people love reading the clog because it's kind of a lifestyle and they get to hear about K-beauty. Like, basically, they hear about beauty in general and skincare, but from the K-beauty lens. They, and the 10 Step Skincare Routine articles, honestly, they do really well for us as well. Yeah. But back to houseplants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like obsessed with plants and birds. Um, Can they really make your skin less dry? I mean, there's, there was an argument for, and, you know, showing both sides of the argument. So in in my opinion, I think that it depends on how many you have. I have a ton. (laughs) It's like a jungle in my bedroom. And I swear once I got more plants, I didn't need to do a humidifier every night. Oh, really? Really? I, used to, I saw some Japanese study about women who use a humidifier at night yeah. have absolutely fewer wrinkles. Maybe not yeah. over the long term, but in immediate, they look better in the morning. So I started using a humidifier, but it makes a noise and it has a little light that oh. annoys me. So then I just got like a ton of houseplants. And, um, well, how often do you water the plants? These are, these are, they're not succulents. So they do need a bit of water, like once yeah. a week at least. Because I do know that even in Korea, when I was living there, they used humidifiers all the time. Everyone, yeah. and during the winter, they break it out. Every single desk on, in the office has a humidifier. In the office yeah. too? And I had to like, jump on the van, bandwagon. Is it a Samsung do- branded humidifier? Sometimes Samsung. Okay. And sometimes they're really cute, like kittens. <laughs> oh, I've seen those. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you're watering your plants frequently, sometimes in Korean households, they'll just like wet towels and just hang them because the extra moisture in the air acts like as like a natural humidifier. Oh. So maybe when you're watering your plants, you just have more moisture in the air. Or my wet towel on the back of my door. <laughs> this is like, I feel like this is turning into the podcast where you just think of cheaper ways to do things. <laughs> Sorry. It's the cheap blog with Charlotte and Jen. Um, okay. So before we wrap up about you and your fabulous job, we have to talk about Then I Met You. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. okay. So <laughs> you gave me a seat. Can I just say this is how much I love Charlotte. She was coming on the Mary Claire power trip and she was like, I'm putting off some business decisions until tomorrow <laughs> because I wanted to come on this trip. And one of them, well, not business decisions, but it was the launch of your Yes. Your so yes. tell us about it. What's Then I Met You? So um, basically six years of running and building Soko Glam, you know, I really couldn't have gone to this point without the success of Soko Glam. So I just want to lay the groundwork for that. Yeah. Um, because we're doing things so differently with Then I Met You. I mean, we have this community that's rabid about Soko Glam, and they really trust our curation. Because people have no clue what we're both looking at right now. Oh, these are skincare products. Yeah, these are skincare <laughs> products. Surprise, surprise. Go on. And I think um, because Soko Glam has grown exponentially over the years, I mean, we've grown two time, two to three times an average per year. And, you know, we have a, a really amazing team, over 40 people in the office, and we have this really, really engaged community. Without that as like our foundation and our backbone, we really couldn't have done this, which is you know, a skincare line launch that I really want to um, do in a special way, in a very unique way. So the name itself, Then I Met You, is so unique and different. And um, I really wanted to create something that me, as an older millennial, Mm -hmm. um, could really love and enjoy because I've kind of grown up. It's like a turning point in my life where I really wanted effective skincare. So I wanted ingredients that truly work. And also that whole while delivering a really nice and premium luxury experience. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that segment is a little underserved and I feel like uh, there's, I I really feel I could provide something in the space. So for me, I'm passionate about it and I want to um, provide kind of that luxury experience through all the skincare knowledge I've gained over the years. And so the result is that I met you. But I love that you didn't come out with like, here's my 20 SKUs or 10 steps. There's only two products to start, right? Yeah. So what are they? It's the the cleansing duo. Um, So it includes the steps for a double cleanse. So it kind oh, of... Yeah, you mentioned it yeah. briefly. So why do you love the double cleanse? Yeah, so that's what I first started out in Korea. I fell in love with double cleanse. That's how I got into skincare. So it's kind of a nod to the start of my journey with Soko Glam and getting yeah. to K-Beauty. And I really truly think that it makes a huge difference in your skin when you're using an oil-based cleanser and then a water-based cleanser. And why is that, do you think? It's science. I mean, as an esthetician, we even learned this during schooling. And Yeah, P.S., did we not mention Charlotte's also an esthetician? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so the, um, the oil cleansing step, that is going to help remove any oil-based impurities, and especially as New Yorkers, pollution. Then you got sunscreen and makeup, which is largely oil-based. You have a lot of impurities that are sitting on your face, even excess oil. Mm-hmm. So the oil is going to help remove oil the best. Mm-hmm. So even people with oily skin types, they benefit the most with oil cleansers. Um, although I know in the past, in the U.S., people were very afraid of the concept of putting oil on oil. Was that whole, oh, this is an oil-free face wash in the 90s, like Neutrogena yeah. and all those. Was that mostly marketing then? I don't know. I don't know. if I think it's because they were just trying to get people to wash their face, period. Because we were all just using <laughs> bar soap or whatever people yeah, did. Yeah, it was like the first step. They just need to get people okay. to wash their face. But in Korea, they're just very scientific about it, and they're they're willing to invest the time to take care of their skin. And, and really, cleansing your skin thoroughly is the key to less acne. Yeah. And also, anti like premature aging is definitely a result of having impurities left over on your skin. Yeah, and if you're sleeping with like heavy metal, tiny heavy metal particles from yeah. pollution on you, that's got to be causing spots. Right. I mean, there's studies and free, Right, and free radical damage. You know, it's yeah. cleaning your skin is the number one step, and then from there you build on and you add hydration. And you okay, but if you use this oil-based, and yours is a cleansing balm, right? Yeah, it's called a living cleansing balm. And you, you get rid of all that stuff, then why do you need another cleanser is what I hear people oh. asking in their headphones right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no, and definitely. I think for the double cleanse routine, it's oil-based cleanser to remove all the oil-based impurities and a water-based cleanser to remove any additional impurities. Have you ever used a toner and then used it on compad and swiped your skin and you still saw impurities left over in your Does skin? Does that mean they were water-based impurities? So, yeah, so water-based impurities could be dirt or sweat or it really is just getting any remaining impurities off your skin. And plus, because you might have a little bit of oil-based cleanser in the beginning, you're kind of also removing, removing the, the oil. Yes. of the oil. But you needed that oil to get rid of the other stuff. Right. Okay. So you're just really thoroughly, and, and to sum it up and make it really simple, is you're really cleansing your skin both in, any possible way. But in a much gentler way than I think Americans have always wanted, like, we love using a scrub with like walnut shells or a tingly thing or menthol. And I think for a long time I have equated that with clean, cleanliness. Right. So this is a gentle way to get thoroughly clean. You're yes. not going to be squeaky afterwards no, though. No, no, that's not, the, yeah, that's not the point. Um, and that's why for the, the soothing tea cleansing gel, I made it a pH of six and I didn't want it to be too high. And so there's all these things that I've learned that I, you know, wanted to put there still cleansers out there that are uh, higher? De- definitely. The ones that make you feel squeaky clean. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, there's different preferences. I know people with really really oily skin that want that squeaky clean feeling so there's no right or wrong but personally for me i feel like six then you get the rebound oiliness no Uh, i mean honestly it's just preference at sometimes too nice (laughs) so um what are the name of those two products just so we so living cleansing balm and then the soothing tea cleansing gel yeah and um what's unique about it is that i think everyone who's been asking me are you going to create a product line? Are you going to create your own line since like year two of Soko Glam? I just yeah. wanted to take the time to do it right. Yeah. And people were really shocked, especially in the beauty industry, that we did something that not is not called Soko Glam. Yeah. It's not just like, you know, something that we did overnight, but it's been this really long journey of creating something that's unique and it's not sold on Soko Glam. At all? It, at Wait, all. I didn't get that. I didn't put that together. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. It so is. do you want it to be sold So where at other retailers? I know it's on the website right now, but... Yeah, so we um, are only selling on denimateyou.com, and that was a very strategic decision, and everyone's like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> once <laughs> but, again. <laughs> <laughs> once again. But uh, really, it's about letting this brand, the colors, everything about this brand to live and breathe organically on denimateyou.com. And honestly, it's not a K-beauty brand. Right. And it's not a Soko Glam private label. And so it is a premium skincare line. Yeah. And so we think that the experience unboxing, when you receive it in your mail at home, it's a complete experience that is part of that luxury experience I'm trying yeah. to create. And I really think we hit the nail on the head with the colors and the name and the everything about it and the ingredients and the formula. It, it really would be... Not doing it justice if it was on Soko Glam. Yeah, and if you guys hear cheering in the background, it sounds like we just like put up the cheers for, yay, then I met you. But Andy Cohen's recording Watch What Happened Live. I swear we're in a studio, but it's loud over there. Sorry. Um, this looks, it's beautiful. And also you. you guys should check out the website and just watch the video. The ASMR that, video. Oh my God, so much ASMR. How many people have I had to teach about ASMR when they watch your video? Because they're like, it makes me feel good inside and I don't know why. It is because skincare is so luxurious. And I feel like the double cleanse, it really is a nice part of the day. And honestly, yeah. a lot of people that come through Soko Glam that give us testimonials about, you guys changed my skin. You guys helped me be educated about skin. They always talk about the double cleanse. know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring. And I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. 
I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honeylove. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code MASCARA10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code MASCARA10 for 10% off. Guys, I have to admit it, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is what... a lot. I guess it, you're right, you're right. Load up your cart though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. 
And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fat mascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fat mascara. Cleanse. Okay. It's so. a good start. A good job. Charlotte, I hope that you don't think this is like, oh, okay, beauty girl's on, so I'm going to ask her about this. <laughs> but it's kind of a little bit of that. Lately, like over the last two weeks, I want to say, I keep hearing people talking about skip care. Mm-hmm. And I figured you're coming on the podcast. Who better to discuss this with than the woman who coined the term 10-step <laughs> routine? So... In case anybody's been seeing this, what is skip care? Who made up that word? Just tell me about it for a second. Yeah, so skip care is a term that actually has been around since 2016. Okay. And they've been, uh, it's a word that was talked about in Korean magazines, beauty magazines. Do they use the English word for these? Yeah. Because you know how sometimes in Korean packaging, it's like all in Korean, and then they'll be like, shroomy blog, <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. So they use it in English, okay. yeah. Skip skip care or skincare diet is another one. How did it get its start then in Korea, do you think? So they were just talking about, in the first publication, I think um, in 2016, they were talking about how a lot of your skincare maybe concerns that you may have, like sensitivity or rosacea, you need to figure out what kind of skin goals you have and what skin concerns you may have, and then you need to eliminate products that may not be helping. So, okay. for example, if you have rosacea and you're very sensitive, then you should probably should skip exfoliating. So it, it's just a way to like streamline but your routine. You just assume everybody was exfoliating. I mean, it's I'm telling Korea. you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so so there you look at your whatever number of steps it is, maybe ten, yeah. and you're saying maybe I should pull this one out. Yeah, depending on your needs and just streamlining it based on how your skin is reacting or what. So opposite. Like I feel like it, here it's like, okay, what are my things? I'll add in products that can help. Right. And in Korea it's like, I already have a ton of products. Let me take out things that aren't helping. Right. Is that the basis of it though? Yeah. It's about understanding what you really need at the time and streamlining your routine. Can I rant for a second sure. though? Because yeah, if you were sure. Jess Matlin, I'd rant to you right okay, now. Go ahead. Why do we need a name for this? Isn't this just logic? Like if it doesn't if you don't need it, don't use it. Exactly. But I think it's fun. It, it, I don't know. It makes it a trend and then yeah. people are it causes people to take a second take to stop and think about it's it. like it's like fad diets, it's like whole thirty or you know, maybe the keto you're not diet. Doing the diet, but you'll start eating more whole grains because you heard from everybody else that it's healthy. Exactly. Okay. I got super into good. whole thirty and it was the education behind it. And I got into this trend, but I was like, wow, it really works. And it completely changed my like it helped me educate about sugars and and carbs and you know, all of this stuff and it was helpful for me. In and my then lifestyle. even if you don't stick to it completely, exactly. you learn these lessons. Exactly. That's a good way to think about it. That's good. That's why you have a blog and a company <laughs> and I'm over here ranting on a podcast. Okay. So what if someone has, I'm just saying, might not be me, might yeah. be me, like clogged pores on your chin, like those ones that like you've just pinched and that little thing comes out. Do you know what, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yes, totally. I have that. Is that have, a clogged pore? Yeah. Yeah. And I have hormonal acne too, so... I, I totally get where you're coming from. I feel from. like chin and nose is where they happen, but for me, it's chin. What is there a step that could be causing that? Well, my first thought is that 
you probably need a chemical exfoli- <laughs> chemically exfoliate. Okay. But th- that's adding a step. Well, I actually don't do that. So maybe oh, that is the problem. <laughs> okay. So now here I am selling again. Just kidding. No. <laughs> it's <laughs> ad care. It's Everybody, <laughs> it's the new thing. <laughs> just add in what you need. No, but I think, you know, switching out your moisturizer, if it is too heavy, because I think the common misconception is that, oh, my skin is so dry. I'm going to just put on this really, really emollient cream. But what it does is just like sit at the surface of your skin. But you're not hydrating it. So you need lighter consistencies that, sink that in. will sink in. Otherwise, I'm just sealing off like air moisture from my skin. Exactly. Yeah. And and also, um, you know, when you have like an eye cream that's super emollient as well, and mm-hmm. you tend to gravitate towards that because it feels so creamy and nice, but it actually causes milia because it's clogging those pores. Yeah, which are those little, little, those white, little white things. So before we stop talking about skip care, let's find out what chemical exfoliant I need, please. What are you liking yeah. as far as like... For my little chin things that that give sebum when you squeeze them. Well, it seems like you have rosacea. It seems like you have sensitive skin, right? right? That's why I don't use yeah. a chemical exfoliant. Yeah. Oh, then have you ever tried any PHAs like lactobionic acid or gluconolactone? So these are not alpha hydroxy acids. They're not beta hydroxy yeah. acids. PHAs. So they're slightly larger molecules. Doesn't penetrate into your skin as fast as like salicylic acid. Okay. So then it's less irritating for those sensitive skin types. And some of them are, say again, what are some of them? Lactobionic acid and gluconolactone. Oh, gluconolactone I've definitely heard about. Yeah. So on like, say on Soco Glam, is there like an essence or a lotion that has those in it that I should try? Yes. Which one? So there's um, Coserex. You know Coserex, the, the yeah. maker of the pimple patches? The acne, yeah, yeah, They're yeah. the like, ones who started the whole pimple patch craze. Yeah. They have a good PHA cream. Oh, it's a cream. And they have also chemical exfoliants, too. I mean... We, you we, meaning like a liquid? Yes. So right. There's a bunch of stuff on Coserex. I don't want another cream. I want like a cotton pad kind of liquid thing. Okay, yeah. Coserex. I'll send, I'll send you some. You don't have to send it to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it. I just was like... I don't know. But that's actually a really good tip about if you want to exfoliate, but you have sensitive skin to look for... Mm-hmm. PHA acids or right. pH acids. Mm-hmm. Um, I just screwed up that acronym, but I think people got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Any final thoughts on skip care? Yeah. I'd- cool. Can we start up ad care and that'll be our thing <laughs> and then we'll be famous. We'll and- really confuse everyone now. <laughs> no, but I think it's funny because they're, they're asking me questions like, oh, K-Beauty must be over because the 10-step skincare routine, it's over. And now Cream Beauty has to kind of change up the way they, you know, sell products. But it's really, there was a huge misconception with the fact that you have to use 10 or 12 products every morning night. Yeah. I mean, that's going to take a long time. But if they really look into it and go on your site, they see that's not what it's about. Yeah. It's about the journey. Like, it's going to evolve with your lifestyle. Oh, it's about the journey. I like that. Okay. (laughs) So in case you guys haven't figured this out yet, Charlotte is the nicest person in the world. Oh, my gosh. She, would Dave agree with me on that or no? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's my biggest supporter. But I want her to <laughs> talk dirt with me and gossip because I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Um, we both actually follow this Instagram account called Estee Laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's basically a play on dirty laundry, obviously. Estee being one of the biggest brands that owns a lot of companies Mm -hmm. of Estee Lauder. And they basically repost things and call the beauty industry out on their dirty laundry. Or or like copycats or whatever. Oh, yeah, copycats. That might have been even how it really got its start. Like, hey, here's this product that looks like Glossier and they have ripped off everything. Um, So why did you start following it first? Tell me that. Oh, actually, because they um, posted something about, is Korean beauty over? (laughs) 
oh, so you just started following it recently. Yeah, that was yeah. a recent post. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and they basically were they were the ones that were saying like skip care is 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 that yeah the new antithesis thing. of K beauty. Right, right. And I think yeah, I think that's where I was like, oh, this is interesting. It actually reminds me of Diet Prada, the fashion yes, version. A, thank you. That's a much better way to describe it. Thank you. Um, but something else they do, and I'm not sure how I feel about this yet, is they'll call out celebrities. They'll call out advertisements that look like they've been retouched. Um, have you, have, do you, does like it bother you this bit of like shaming online or do you think this is good news for people? I think everything is, it needs to not swing to one extreme. I think there's obviously it's great to have transparency and mm-hmm. I think we crave that and everyone has a voice and I, I am a, a proponent of that. But I think when things get really negative and nasty, like kind of like how Reddit has kind of transformed oh, into yeah. such a dark pit of negativity and people are so willing to say such nasty things without having context. I think it could go down this route that is not so healthy. But yeah. It's like, if you're going to be so transparent, then tell us who you are, <laughs> Estee Laundry. So <laughs> just from their level of knowledge, who do you think it could be? Honestly, I have no clue. <laughs> really? I'm the wrong person to ask. I have no idea. I mean, you probably know. Mm. I don't know these I things. I was like, maybe it's a disgruntled beauty editor who got fired. I, I have a friend who used to work at Nylon, and she's awesome, and she would totally do something like this, but I don't think it's her mm. either. Because, you know, I'm a writer and editor. I know voice. Mm-hmm. So I read the captions, and oh. I'm like, whose voice is this? Do you know, do people know who the Diet Prada people are? Did they get outed? No, I, I don't think so. I don't but think I think so that's either. so hard to keep it a secret, especially when you're that popular. Yeah. I feel like it has to be more than one person because they have to, like, tag team because it's a lot of content. Yeah. But I don't know. Will they be able to keep that a secret amongst them, too? I don't know. That's really impressive to me. I know. And part of me wants to dig into it and, like, go find IP addresses and, like, break the news. But then I'm also like, <laughs> the act of being anonymous gives you the ability to like really give us information we might not see elsewhere. I just want people to take it with like a grain of salt. Just because she or he is being really honest and putting out there doesn't mean even everything they're saying is true. Right. There's a lot of context that needs to be put out on right. top of whatever they're trying to share. And sometimes that can be unfair. You know, it's like you have to have, see all sides of the story and it's hard to like, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. They even reposted, I don't know if they reposted this from us, but it was a business insider infographic about how seven conglomerates own all the beauty brands. And I was like, wow, that looks so scary. We should always get, then I'm like, no, that's just truth. It's like, you still are going to make conscious decisions. You're not going to not buy Too Faced because you know, you know, who owns Too Faced? Estee Lauder. Yeah. Maybe it's Estee Lauder. <laughs> it's like an in-house job. I doubt it. <laughs> Damn it. You're no help. Anyway, um, listeners out there, if anybody wants to take a guess, it's not me. It's not Charlotte. It's not me. <laughs> what if Jess Matlin is secretly doing this from her Miami trip? That'd be crazy. Um, let us know what you think and tag us on any of the posts. Tag Fat Mascara so we can check out if we haven't seen any that you think are especially informative. Okay, it's time to raise a wand. Charlotte and I were just realizing we talked about a lot of products, but we didn't talk about your favorite products. So you're not allowed to say a skincare product, though. Deal? Deal. Okay. What do you want to raise a wand to? 
Want to raise one to M Cosmetics? Okay, I'm not familiar. What is it? So this is a brand that was founded by Michelle Phan. Oh, you guys is own? it EM? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. wait. I am familiar. Okay, yeah, go on. So I don't know if people know this, but M Cosmetics launched um, a long time ago with Michelle Phan as the founder, but she ended up taking it back from L'Oreal. I believe it's L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. So um, she bought the brand back and she relaunched with completely new branding and SKUs and... I love her illustrative eyeliner. I've used four now, and I'm on my fifth one. Is it a felt tip, a pencil? It's a felt tip. And And I use eyeliner every day. Is that what's on you right now? And you do like the mini wing. It's kind of your thing. (laughs) I do like the mini wing. So that's what you use? I use every day. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And it doesn't transfer? It doesn't transfer. It's just a really dark liquid liner that is easy to control. I use the It Cosmetics one and the Kat Von D one. Is it like... yeah, of like it is. I should I should send you one because it's so good. Oh, I have like three in my closet in my um, drawer. That's so cool because when the line first came out, I remember thinking, "This is very complicated." It was all these like palettes and things, and I was like, "I'm not going to buy all that." She did she the whole. Redid it. She redid it, and it's it's really nice, and it really speaks to like quality, and it's yeah. great. It's a great price too. So I'm really impressed with her line. She's girl boss. She like literally bought it back and was like, "I'm going to do it my way." Job, Michelle Fawn. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to raise a wand to something that you brought me. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte and I have talked about, I want to say it was last winter. <laughs> I, I was crazy. I decided I was going to make pho myself. And I did the Momofuku recipe, which is like 24 ingredients. It took me 10 <laughs> hours. I basically needed an entire pig to make the stock. Then, you, oh no, I wasn't making um, pho. I was making um, dakboki. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's oh it. Because that's gosh. a Korean dish for people that oh don't know. Oh, my gosh. That's, I was like, that's what okay, it was. Okay, you're right, right. So, <laughs> dakboki. Dakboki, first of all, it's like mac and cheese in Korea, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like a could, comfort food. You could make it so easy, just like get the frozen kind and like throw in some sauce. That is so funny. Okay, I, for some reason I thought it was pho because I knew it took no, hours. Now yeah. it makes But so anyway, I... You are crazy for making it. Now it's even crazier, right? <laughs> so I spend all this time to make this like miso-based broth for whatever it is. Not looking to the Doc Boki recipe, which required, I kid you not, two tablespoons of the broth. Yeah. So I went through 10 hours and this whole pig to make this thing that then, like, I didn't even barely need it. And you could just, like, make Doc Boki. Everybody listening is like, did this turn into a cooking podcast? And I was telling her, like, you just buy that frozen at the Korean grocery and then it would take, like, two minutes. <laughs> no, but it was I was... a journey. You're the one who told me it's a journey. Yeah. Anyway, you rock. And I'm going to raise a wand in your honor because she knows I love Asian food and she yeah. knows I love pho because I do. And you brought me your favorite ramen um, that you... It's a Japanese brand, though, right? Yeah, it's it's called uh, Sapporo Ichiban. Sapporo Ichiban. People, this is not oodles of noodles or whatever that pink and orange and green one that, like, I grew up on, the shrimp flavor one. It's oh, it's very, called Couple Noodles. Couple Noodles. Oh my god, that's a classic. But yeah, this is way better. And this is, yeah, it's a Japanese brand, but I grew up eating this and it's one of my favorites. And I was at the Korean market today and I was like, oh, let me pick up an extra one. <laughs> the best support. Ichiban. Okay, I'm going to freak us all out though before we go and read how much sodium is I'm in this. I'm sure there's a <gasps> Charlotte! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. One serving is 1,870 <laughs> milligrams of sodium. Okay, here's the quiz before everybody leaves. What percentage of your daily value of sodium is that? Take a guess. I have no idea. 78%. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe I'll only use half of the seasoning packet. Yeah, that's a good hack. So I'm going to skip care of the, um, the salty But powder. the thing, when you eat something salty at night and you go to sleep, you get a little bit puffier, which yeah. means 
You could look more plump and <laughs> just kidding. And alive the next. No, you guys I'm want kidding. plump skin. Eat the salty ramen. <laughs> Should we leave on that note? You've been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara. No, thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. <bye. laughs> thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S O. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.